there and welcome to the True Girl Momcast, where we'll laugh a little, we'll learn a lot, and we'll have biblical conversation about raising daughters because the struggle is real. But guess what? You, my friend, are not alone. I'm one of your hosts, Janet Milan. I'll be joined momentarily by my dear friends, Dana Gresh and Shani McKenzie. Is your daughter the victim of mean girl moments? Do others tell her she doesn't belong just because she's different? Has your daughter been the target of a racist classmate? If you think the answer is no, well, you might want to ask her. Because many children who are bullied never tell an adult about it. Today, we're giving you a really amazing gift, a toolbox to have a conversation with your girl to find out if she's got a bullseye on her back. And in this episode, Shani becomes a Latin expert. And you'll find out why there's a cow in Dana's office. I may or may not have had something to do with that. Let's dive in. Here's Dana. Oh, Janet, I love how you just said that. Today, we're going to give you a gift. That is so cool. Mm -hmm. Um, Before we start talking about that gift, though, I just want to know, what's the strangest gift you've ever received? (laughs) Shani, you go first. Well, um, I received a Gina Tay gift set. I'm already lost. What, Listen, is, what is this? Somebody's age is showing. Exactly. You mean like the bubble bath thing? I mean the bubble bath, the little powder, the perfume. Mm-hmm. It was it was kind of like a little practical joke between a girlfriend and I. think my grandma had some of that. And that's why it was purchased for me because I said, I'm going to be one of those great grandmas that are still, you know, cute and uh, smell wonderful. Janet, <laughs> okay. okay. Janet, what about you? Strangest gift? I am actually more known for giving kind of strange yeah, gifts. I know. And There's actually one in my office. Well, yeah, I have a feeling we're going to hear about that in a minute. <laughs> but I don't know about you. When I first got married, I thought for sure my husband would love meaningful gifts. Mm-hmm. You know, warm, cozy socks that were picked out with love and <laughs> a heartfelt letter with my perfume sprayed on it, of you know, course. those kinds of things. And after a few years, he's like, you know, I really just like gifts that are on my list. <laughs> it's a love language. So I've learned that giving him like a wrench or mm-hmm. a screwdriver is exactly what he needs and wants. And so. So what I'm learning is that you are the giver of odd gifts mm-hmm. because in my office right now, on my birthday, <laughs> a couple months ago, I walked in and there was a giant inflatable black and white cow with mm. a happy birthday crown on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From, that cow was cute. From said, <laughs> from someone who shall remain nameless. <laughs> well, as just me. hypothetically speaking, that person who gave you that inflatable cow, <laughs> I have a feeling that she, for at least two weeks in advance, had said to her husband over and over, I'm just going to get Dana an inflatable cow. I don't know why, but I'm getting her an inflatable cow. Really, I don't love cows. I don't dislike cows, but. She felt you needed a cow in your farm. But to mm-hmm. your credit. He is still in my office, yes. and I kind of love him. If you will look closely, it she. is a she. <laughs> a she. Pretty sure it's a she. Okay, on to the gift. <laughs> on to the it's gift. A female cow. Yes. Neither here nor there. Okay, well, on to the gift we want to give you today, which after hearing that, you probably don't want to get a gift from Janet, but we're going to give this to you anyway. We want to help each other as we seek to teach our daughters to celebrate God's beautiful diverse creation in each and every one of us. And there's a reason that we're going there this month. So let me prove it right now by asking another question. Shani, I'll go to you first. Have you ever witnessed one of your children 
being the victim mm. of a mean girl moment simply because she was different. Yeah, I, actually, pretty recently, my 10-year-old, um, she was having an issue with a young lady at school who would keep, she'd continue to pet her hair. Uh, so especially when she had her hair in its natural state. Uh, so my child is black and she has a uh, kinky hair. And so it was in like what we Different call texture. Afro puffs. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so and cute. so, yeah, mm-hmm. little puff balls. And <laughs> this young lady would just continue to touch her hair, just touch mm. her hair. Um, she wouldn't ask. She just kept doing it. And so um, my daughter would tell her to stop. And it went on for about a week. And then, you know, my daughter finally told me and we spoke with the teacher and uh, just asked the behavior to stop because it was just a violation of that space. Because yeah. when she would tell the girl, stop, the girl would be like, oh, but I just like petting you. I just so, like petting no you. Boundaries no boundaries because your daughter was different. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a good example. Janet, what about you, your girls? So our daughter Eve was nine when we adopted her from China. And something the listeners might want to know about her is that she has a visible difference in her hand and her arm. And she was the only orphan girl in a public school. Mm. So she's an orphan Mm. girl with a visible um, difference in her arm and her hand. And almost everyone treated her horribly. Mm. So it was mean girls, mean boys, mean adults. People physically hurt her, verbally hurt her, and her teachers would bully her with rejection. Wow. Oh my goodness. Mm. That really just painful. breaks my heart because mm-hmm. Eve is just so precious. You know, and it hits close to home because I have an adopted daughter also, and uh, we adopted her when she was about 13, Autumn. And I remember when we were in the process of adopting her, someone walking up to me and totally changing my world because they said, and I quote, it would be better if you adopted someone with skin like you. Mm-hmm. <gasps> wow. And it was just this dagger in my heart. I was like, I knew then that we were headed towards some different kinds of conversations and different challenges in parenting as we adopted mm-hmm. an Asian child. Yep. So today we want to give you the gift of talking to your daughter and really drilling into her heart to find out, has she been the target of some of these mean girl moments? Because a lot of times they don't tell us. But before we do that, I want to share with you a mistake I've seen so many moms make Mm. when they're talking to their daughter about those mean girl moments, because I see the same mistake being made over and over. See, it's this. I think a lot of us, when our girls face the pain of whatever it is, racism, sexism, simply being different, we make the deathly mistake of jumping onto the self-esteem bandwagon. Mm. And I'm just going to jump on my soapbox here because here's why that's not helpful. It it just perpetuates the problem. It's a knee-jerk reaction and a backlash that can turn your girl into the mean girl. Because Mm -hmm. as she becomes more and more self-focused, she'll struggle to empathize with the people she comes into contact with. She's not going to have that empathy. She's going to be very Mm me-centered. And the end result is often that she becomes the queen bee (laughs) or she becomes the bystander who just can't get into the mess of somebody else when they need her help. Mm -hmm. So for the Christian mom, the goal when we face these mean girl moments and coach our daughters through them, the response has has to be different. Mm-hmm. It yeah. has to be different. Our solution has to be different. Absolutely. So I always say it like this. Your daughter does not need self-esteem. She needs God esteem. That's good. Because if she understands who God is, she will understand her own value, but not make too much of herself. Mm-hmm. Because we believe that understanding two Latin words, we're going to tell you them in mm-hmm. a moment, 
and the theology that comes with them is a critical foundation for every conversation you have with your daughter about bullying, whether she's the target or the culprit. Mm. So let's have a quick scriptural snack from Shani. Shani? All right, Shani. Hey. So those two Latin words are imago Dei. And those two little words mean so much. How do you spell that, Imago Dei? <laughs> I-M-A-G-O, Imago, mm-hmm. D-E-I, Dei. So, Pretty impressed with your Latin. I mean, mm-hmm. listen, yeah. don't worry. I'm not just making up Latin phrases with no biblical foundation, I promise. Imago Dei is actually Latin for image of God. Mm-hmm. It means that we're made just like him. We're made in his likeness. Mm. And uh, Genesis 1.27, it says, So God created human beings in his own image. So Adam and Eve were the first representations of God, right? They were the first image bearers, but it didn't stop with Adam and Eve. We are his image bearers. Mm. You and your daughters are image bearers of God. Mm. And this is the most important thing about us. Like We represent the God of the universe. That's so awesome. Mm -hmm. So good. That also should drive every interaction we have with another human being. It should, right? But here's the problem, ladies. Sin. So sin came into the world, as we know, and with sin, it also included the inability to fully understand and comprehend the value of each other. Like we couldn't appreciate each other's diversity. Mm, Yeah. So our sin, I I just have to say this, that includes any time we treat another human being as inferior because they're different. That is sin when we Mm. have failed to recognize them as image bearers. Absolutely. Mm. It's missing the mark. It's missing the mark of God's intended design or purpose. So when we fail to see the image of God in another person, we face incredible temptation to act against God's design. We face the temptation to sin. Mm -hmm. So let me tell you how I felt the impact of that in my own life. I was raised to believe like I belonged in the room, mm-hmm. right? right? And yeah, my parents let me know that there'll be challenges sometimes, but I wasn't to feel inferior. And I grew up in Staten Island. Whoop, whoop, shout out to New York. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, like in my neighborhood, we had, I, we had friends of every culture, um, but that was just in my neighborhood. I didn't really see that representation in my church. Mm-hmm. I also didn't see it in my school. I didn't see it in media later on in my life. And we were one of only two black families in my church. And as the saying goes, 11 o'clock on Sunday mornings is the most segregated hour of the week. Mm -hmm. And it was the truth. Right. Um, And many times, like, I was the only black person in my class, in my group. And it was fine. I I wasn't ostracized necessarily. Um, The racism wasn't overt all the time. But like I found out later, you know, my parents would have to advocate for me when I was unknowingly discriminated against. You know, I'd be overlooked or my name would be missed, you know, for certain Mm -hmm. opportunities, even though like I had a higher grade than um, my white peer who was Um, chosen. Well, how did that make you feel when you heard about that? When you found out about that, what did that, how did that make you feel? Even though my parents had instilled, you know, that foundation in me, it kind of chipped away at that. You know, it, mm-hmm. it did bring a little bit of inferiority. You know, I'd walk in a room sometimes and wonder, you know, am I going to be prejudged right. because of my race? Are they going to think I'm enough? Are they going to think, you know, I'm as smart as? Well, so yeah, it, right. it did affect me. Right. Um, but, I mean, that was actually only the beginning 
throughout my life, I witnessed it more blatantly. Okay. And for example, when I got to school, when I came to college, um, wonderful Big Ten, <laughs> small town college. But I remember walking down the street, you know, with some friends and pickup trucks would go by with Confederate flags and it happened more than once. Um, and they drive drive by yelling choice words mm. at me and my friends. Um, That's so sad. And, you know, they were just kind of market points like that throughout my life. But when I like witnessed all of the instances of racial injustice uh, over the past few years that kind of culminated mm-hmm. in the spring of uh, 2020, I was actually broken. Mm. I was broken. I was broken for my family. I was broken for the nation. I was broken because I realized there were conversations that I was having in my household that others didn't have to have. Like, it was kind of like a clearing call, I feel like, for Christians of all races at the time. Like, we needed to start facing harsh realities and seeking God's heart on, like, some solutions. Shani, it just hurts my heart Mm. to hear you talk about those experiences. I'm really sorry that happened. And I'm sitting here thinking, oh, is this happening to our daughters? Is this happening Mm. to our true girls? And I Mm. don't want the answer to be yes, but the answer is yes. Yes, it is. Right. So what have you what have you learned from that? Janet, I really learned two things. First, when your daughter's a target of mean people, teach her to run to the word and not her feelings. Hmm. Like I had to do this. Wow. I went to Luke 632 so the Lord could deal with the hardness that was going on in my heart. Yeah. And that scripture says, if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And it's so funny. I was having a conversation with our lead teacher, Stacy Rudolph, and her family uh, has a cool saying, and it's grace before race. Grace before race. That's grace good. before uh-huh. race. Yeah. And God had to remind me that I was not black first. I was not female first. That I was a believer first. And that was big. It was, <laughs> it's what I needed. Image-bearing Christian has to be the modifier for every other defining quality of who we are. Yes, amen. Like, we have mm-hmm. to look at our lives through the truth of Imago Day. I love that. Yeah. And I'm telling you, God's Word has the answers to what our hearts need. Like yeah. drop. chills. Listen. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, goodness. The second thing is, when your daughter sees others being the target of mean people, teach her the follow example of Jesus. Mm. The Bible is full of instances where there were racial and ethnic barriers that caused hatred. It, they even caused wars, right, at the right. time. Yeah. But, but our beautiful Jesus, he used those same barriers to publicly reveal who he was. Mm. So we know Jesus was very aware of the hatred between Samaritans and Jews, right? Right. The Samaritan woman at the well was still one of the first people he chose to publicly reveal himself to as the Messiah, Mm, I just got chills. Mm -hmm. How amazing is that? He was unashamed to speak to her in public. And when he addressed her, it wasn't like all about why she was different or, you know, to let her know she was inferior. John 439 says that because of her testimony, many Samaritans believed in Jesus. Mm -hmm. Like she she was like the evangelist. Right. And I mean, imagine like how she felt. One moment she was disqualifying herself 
because of others' exclusion, right, and discrimination. Yeah, she would go to the well at noon in the middle of the day. Intentionally, yes. In the heat of the day, carrying that heavy jug of water just so that she didn't have to endure being with people. Absolutely. (laughs) Wow. And then you have Jesus. He was telling her how invaluable she was. Mm. Like his only purpose for being there, he took a different route and was there to let her know she was loved and recognized by God. Wow. So like Jesus gives us the pattern, right? Like he gives us something to imitate when we see someone being discriminated against. Mm. But are we following that pattern? Are we loving others the way he loves? That's the true embodiment of Imago Dei. Mm. <laughs> Good. Thanks, that was Shani. That was more than a snack. Right. That was like brunch. I am always wanting to get down to practical application. And so let's talk about how we get our daughters to treat others with dignity and respect. How do you get practical with the Mago Day? Well, mm-hmm. one of the things I think that's super important is start early. Right. Yeah. Like this is not something you start talking to them about when they're 13 mm-hmm. or 21 and they show up at college and they're like, hey, there was a Confederate flag. I'm upset. Mm-hmm. Like you start talking to them when they're little. I remember when my kids were early elementary, I was looking for diverse friends and I pursued those relationships. Mm -hmm. I was inviting those kids into our home, having Mm -hmm. sleepovers. I wanted that to be normal for them, the norm for them. Mm -hmm. And I'm doing that now as a grandma. (laughs) (laughs) Um, For Christmas this past year, uh, there's these soft little dolls. They're called Groovy Girls. Mm -hmm. And um, they have enjoyed them when they visit my home and play with my daughters that I still have in my house. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I'm getting one in every color. So I got the Asian groovy girl. I got the African-American groovy girl. Mm -hmm. I got, I got the brunette groovy girl because I feel like she's her own thing. I got the blonde groovy girl. Mm -hmm. She's her own thing. I'm on the lookout for a redheaded (laughs) groovy girl. Like I just want them to know it's all beautiful. Mm Yeah, I want them to know that. Mm-hmm. Right. I Absolutely. loved Groovy Girls when my oldest was that age. I didn't know they were still a thing. So yeah. good to know. I think the tool that we've used most in our family is the freedom to talk about anything. That's something mm. that marks the Mylan family. That's good. When we adopted Eve, for instance, she, so she didn't speak the same language as us for a while. So we had to address things right away. With she her. wasn't a young mm. adoption. She was like nine. Right. Yeah. Um, so we had to address things right away with our actions immediately because of her hand. So Mm -hmm. she couldn't understand us, but that meant we would pull her close when people stared or we'd help her show others her hand and answer questions if Mm. they were kindly curious. Um, We have open conversations. Now we have open conversations about her past experience, what she's watching and what she's reading. So for Mm. instance, she's been reading, she just finished up To Kill a Mockingbird. Mm. So we talk about that. And when the live action Mulan movie came out, she had the poster on her wall before she ever even wow. saw the movie. So wow. we talk about that. We talk about the importance of her seeing someone like her mm-hmm. in movies and media. She came to us with a great understanding of how important it is to love others, no matter how they looked. But she didn't come with an understanding of how important it is to present herself to the world as someone worthy of love. Mm-hmm. So that's something we talk about a lot in our home. That freedom yeah. to talk about anything is really important. It's a very mm-hmm. important tool mm-hmm. when it comes to this topic. Shani, what Absolutely. about you? Do you have any tools? Well, I, I've got two more, but they're literal tools. Like <laughs> <laughs> one is uh, geared more towards the younger ones. I mean, I, I find books, you know, and things of that nature that I can can uh, read with the children that have great illustrations, show um, 
children with different hair types and different complexions mm-hmm. and different uh, colors. So one that's good that I've used with my younger ones is When God Made You. It's by uh, Matthew Paul Turner. Mm-hmm. And uh, for my olders, my olders, <laughs> my older girls, um, God Made Me and You. And it's celebrating God's design for ethnic diversity. Do you know who writes that one? You know, I can't think of the name right now, but we'll have a link to it. Let's put a link to it in the in the show notes. In the show notes. You just like saying that. It sounds so big and important. Link in the show we'll notes. We'll put a link in the show link notes. Link in the show notes. All right. <laughs> okay. So books are good. I, um, there's a new one out there that I like a lot. It's called Creative God, Colorful Us by Trillia Newbell. It is, um, I've heard just great things about it. Those are five great tools. Let me add one more to round you were, it up you to were counting. Six. You got it. You were counting. Well, um, I can She's be the under, organized one. One of us mm-hmm. is a numbers girl, Dana. <laughs> As we learned Thank in the you, last Jesus. episode. Not me. <laughs> so, yeah, you can listen to the last episode to figure out why I said that to Dana. What's but, number six? Uh, number six would be this month's True Girl subscription, oh, mom-daughter oh, date. come on. What Our a good idea. Our theme is, you guessed it, let's all say it together, Imago Day. day. <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited about this. Yeah. I think it's such an important conversation. And, and that mother-daughter date this month really is the ultimate gift because we have kind of helped you know, how do I have the conversation to know, is my daughter the target mm-hmm. of a mean girl, a mean boy, a bully? So we really just want to give you the gift of having a f- conversation with your daughter so you can find out, is she the target? Is she feeling lonely because she's different? I want to remind you that the majority of kids who are bullied do not tell anyone. Mm -hmm. And that's why we want you as moms to have a conversation intentionally to get digging and find out if that's happening in her life. But listen, asking your daughter the question, have you ever been bullied, may not be the most effective way to get the conversation started because you mm-hmm. don't know maybe what her view of bullying is. Like she might only view bullying as an extreme case of harassment and you may not ever get to her heart. Yeah, she'd be like, you know, she'd be ma- being made fun of and get she'd be like, but I'm not being bullied in her mind. Right. right. So she may not even right. consider it to be right. anything worth right. saying. So try this question instead. Have you ever felt like you don't belong because you're different from other kids? Mm. Have you ever felt like you don't belong because you're different from other kids? Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. Yeah. If the spirit compels you, take it a step further mm. and ask. And this could be hard. This would be hard for me to ask my daughter. <laughs> Have you ever made someone feel like they don't belong because they're different? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's like you don't want to think your daughter's doing that. Right. right. Oh. But it's yeah. got to be asked. Yes. Mm-hmm. And mom, when she answers... Do your best to listen past her words to mm. her heart. And you know what I mean. Pastor we words. can do that as moms. Yeah, we, we hear the words she's saying, but we know what's kind of underneath it. We know mm-hmm. how to do that. And if it's appropriate, you could even share an example from your own life of when you felt like you didn't belong because mm-hmm. you're different. And if it seems That's like good. the right time, you could do that. No matter how she answers, though, pray together that your love for others would increase. That's always a great prayer to mm-hmm. pray. No matter yeah. where she's at, mm-hmm. where you're at, pray together that your love for others would increase. But here's, mm. here's something I want you to do before you ever ask her anything. Go to the Lord and give him permission to do some heart surgery on you. Ooh. Mm. Amen. Right. Ask God to remove any worldly mindset or stance you have on this topic today and mm-hmm. replace it with this pure, powerful truth about Imago Day. For example, I'm thinking, Janet, this is just burning up in my heart, and I got to say it, is like, are you aggravated that we're having this conversation right now? Like, are you like, really, that's what you're talking about this month, Imago Day? 
Uh, mm, do we right. have to? Yes, we do have to. Right. We, we do, do have, have to. to. And so if there's something in your spirit that's like, I'm not comfortable with this conversation, that's that what you say, Lord, why? Yeah. Why am I uncomfortable with this conversation? Right. That's really that's really good, Dana, because it's important to notice what's going on in our bodies when we hear a message, because sometimes that can be an indicator that we need some heart surgery. We need some work in our own hearts, and we have to go to the Lord with that. Yeah. We need to pray that His love for the ones He created would overwhelm us, yeah. no matter who is standing in front of us. Mm-hmm. If we can pull from that deep well of truth as we talk to our daughters about our differences, then we'll always know that our motives are in alignment with our creator. Amen. Amen. This month's True Girl subscription theme is Imago Day. If you're a subscriber this month, we just want to help facilitate a conversation on the important topic of understanding the value of each human being. God doesn't want us to walk through this world colorblind. On the contrary, He wants us to see each other's differences, color or otherwise. And He wants us to glorify His image through our diversity. We cannot, as many in our world do, use our mouths to bless God and to curse those who are different. The way we talk to and about others must reflect our belief that we are each made in God's image. If you're not a subscriber, we invite you to join us this month. Subscribe today and we'll ship you your first box and you'll get this month's Imago Day digital resources, which offer you the really precious gift of the tools to have a conversation with your girl to find out if she's got a bullseye on her back. Don't let her walk through bullying alone. Included in this month's digital tools, your daughter gets a coaching video from True Girl lead teacher, Stacy Rudolph. And you get the peace of mind that you're discipling her with trusted biblical resources created just for tweens. Go to mytruegirl.com to subscribe today. Join us next month on the True Girl Momcast. We are going to talk about how to teach your daughter about true worship. Find out who one of the most influential worship leaders in her life really is. Here's a hint. You might not have a microphone, a beard, and skinny jeans, but you, my friend, are a worship leader. We'll also give you a sneak peek into the True Girl March subscription tool, The Worship Box. It starts shipping in just a few weeks. Subscribe today to be sure you get yours. It includes the newest tween Bible study written by Dana, Miriam, Becoming a Girl of Courage. And we're even throwing in Miriam's tambourine. Until then, isn't it good to know that you're not the only mom who wants you and your girl to grow closer to Jesus? Join the community of like-minded moms by subscribing to our newsletter at mytruegirl.com or follow us on Instagram at truegirlofficial. I'm Janet Mylan. For Dana Gresh, Shannon McKenzie, and the whole team of Moms on a Mission at True Girl, remember, you, my sister in Christ, are not alone.